days fly by when it's But you're caught up in the minute Mind your own vignettes Mind your own days fly by when it's Hello, lovely people. Good morning. Welcome back to another episode. A bitch, I'm not a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Is it good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good day? <laughs> good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good uh, good happy hour. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best time of the day. Hi everyone. How's Hi, it going? we're back after you a know, hiatus. Yeah, a little bit of a hiatus. I wanted a I wanted a vacation. <laughs> yeah, Dylan went on vacation, and we just like couldn't sync up the time. No. To get the shit together. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's okay. We got our shit together again. You we're know, back. we're not we're not perfect people. Um, well. You, look, you keep looking <laughs> over here. Oh, yeah. Some of us are perfect people. Um, <laughs> so, today we're going to talk about addiction. Addiction, not... Drug abuse. Okay. I was going to say, not dicks. Yeah. No. <laughs> a little bit of addiction. addiction? It's, okay. We're talking about drug addiction. Yeah. A little bit about drug addiction. After a weekend epiphany. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Dylan had a realization this weekend. So, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. So, um... First off, we're going to hit you with a couple facts, because obviously, if we're talking about this, we got to hit you guys with some facts. Um, we specifically live in Canada, and Vancouver, Canada, to be exact. <laughs> Vancouver, um, British Columbia. British Columbia, yeah. So Bea's address is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. We can't I put that you. out there. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, we're just going to hit you with some facts. Uh, we're talking about drug abuse and... A little bit about alcohol abuse as well, and we just kind of wanted to shed some light on this topic. I'm sure many of the people listening to this have tried alcohol or drugs at least one time of their life, maybe two, three, four, five, and six. Maybe um, all of them together at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to put out some statistics. First mm-hmm. one, um, 2020 BC recorded the most overdoses ever. Over. Overdoses. Overdoses. <laughs> Overdoses. Um, no, the overdose. <laughs> Over- Holy shit, are you having a stroke? <laughs> 2020. Bears on drugs right I now. I know. Okay, I'm going to do this again. We're going to keep this up. Okay, so 2020 BC has recorded the most overdose deaths ever. Um, they are 1,724. Uh, average in that year, about 4.7 deaths a day in BC. And between January and February, there is an average of 5.5 deaths a day in bc which is pretty crazy mind-blowing yeah also what's wild is that 55 percent of people dying from those overdoses were over the age of 55 and 86 of them were related to deaths that included fentanyl 86 percent. 86 percent. yeah yeah um and 2012 was connected to five percent of no, you do it. You do it. Okay. She's, she's on drugs right now, guys. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Basically, what happened, okay, so fentanyl uh, back in 2012 was only responsible for about 5% of overdose deaths. Um, fast forward to 2020, fentanyl was involved in 86% of fentanyl deaths. Wild. So as, you, as we all probably know, everyone who lives in Vancouver or lives in BC knows that fentanyl is a huge issue right now with the drug supply in uh, Vancouver. Yeah. It's basically infected, I would say, majority of drugs have traces, if not entirely, are made of fentanyl yeah. or have fentanyl in them. Uh, this obviously has to do with the, the supply issue and people cutting drugs with fentanyl, which is cheaper. And obviously, there's a lot of people who are drug addicts that are addicted to fentanyl mm-hmm. because it is, I guess, a crazy high and it's this chasing the dragon thing. I mean, I've heard of from what I've heard is that there's people that will overdose on fentanyl and drug addicts will want to buy whatever they got because to them that means it was strong. Yeah. It's mind blowing. I mean, it's it's crazy, but people think they're invincible half the time and you know, shit happens. This isn't just people that are dying on the street. These are recreational users as well too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, we also, one of the other statistics we looked at was the top three substances used for street-involved adults. So those are, I'm assuming, is people who are on the street, so like the mm-hmm. downtown east side, homeless people or drug addicts. The top three substances they're using, uh, 91% are using tobacco, 78% crack, and 72% marijuana. While the top three substances used for recreational adults, so those are like, quote-unquote, the you's and me's, the, the ones listening, the people yeah. that aren't on the street, um, 96% using alcohol, 89% marijuana, and 88% ecstasy. That's Interesting that 
ecstasy is in the top three. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's because young adults and going to like raves and clubs and I don't know, ecstasy is one of those like easily accessible drugs. It's yeah. Like not, Party drug. Not too hard, but like still gets you really fucked up. Yeah. We'll give you a fun, t- fun time. I guess. So without further ado, I guess let's get into the, the episode pass those facts because this whole episode's not going to be about facts so i guess we're going to dive into this with telling you guys our first experience with drugs and alcohol um mine personally i was 14 years old when i had my first drink um Whoa. and I, it was at a party <laughs> you were 14 we and at a party oh yeah we probably I was, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. i was 14 Sorry. at a party i was turning 15 that year but during that actually no yeah i was wow i was in grade it was the summer going into grade 10 okay yeah oh that's pretty um cool. So no, I was, I guess I was 15, just freshly 15. Um, and so that was kind of the, my first time trying alcohol. I didn't really have a cooler. It was just straight up hard bar. Um, Classic. Yeah. Was it like straight to vodka? It was vodka. Vodka so Disgusting. It was like a vodka mix with like Coke and stuff. And then a Coca-Cola to be exact. <laughs> vodka Coke? Yeah. It was like vodka. It was like Ew. green apple vodka with like Coke and... Um, oh, green apple vodka. Ew, that's a terrible company. Yeah. <laughs> that's a ter- You're like, oh. I, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, that no. That sounds that's, delicious. That's nutritious. Not, that's not so- oh, well, at least you're getting your fruits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your fruits and vegetables. And then um, and then the first time I ever did drugs was marijuana. And I think I was in weed. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> the devil's the ganja. Lettuce. The ganja. Yeah, whatever you want Doja. to call it. Cat. Doja. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I did that going into... Grade eleven, so summer going, so like the next summer. Oh, interesting. You're yeah. a lot. You're you're an early bloomer. I wasn't early. I mean, bloomer. in comparison to myself, I had some great friends. Okay. <laughs> great influences. You know who you are. <laughs> I was gonna say, were they great influences because they got you into alcohol so early? Um. Depends how you measure it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What about I don't you? think. Well, I don't think I got. I don't remember my first drink i remember when i first got drunk and i yeah. first got drunk in grade 11 and the first time i smoked weed was when i was like 23 which is so late yeah, i never you did it everything really late i shocks me. i never touched anything until like 23 that's when it was like good for you game over yeah. Well, okay. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I got a lot in within a two-year, three-year time span. But yeah. I mean, like, it was, I was definitely a late bloomer. Yeah. But I, when you, I think, once you started, it was a waterfall effect. It was oh, it, it was Niagara Falls. <laughs> like, it was like, pour in. Pour I, I, in. I was, I was, yeah, I don't, I, for some reason, I was never interested. Oh, obviously, I know why I was never interested into drugs in the yeah. first place. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I've never experienced, but experimented. Also, I just didn't know where to get it. Well, yeah. Why didn't you do drugs, like, when you were younger, like, in high school? Was it just not appealing? Did you not know where to get it? Were you scared of it? All of the above. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where to get it. I, I don't say I was scared of it, but I was, I had seen my, I had seen what drugs can do to people. Yeah. Because I had family that were addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. And I think that was why I was so off-putting, because... Yeah. Of course, I was seeing the most extreme drugs use, and that's why I was like, no. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I would say that's probably why I was d- not drawn to it. And honestly, I was quite against it growing up. Like, I was like, if I heard people were doing drugs, I thought it was, like, disgusting. It was a bit of a, um, what's it called? What's it be? Like, a Karen. A Karen? a Karen? I can't, honestly, I was, I was, I was a Karen, too. Karen. I was a Karen, too. I didn't see the appeal to it, and I was like, why the risk? Yeah. But then again, I was naive in that sense because I was only seeing one lens. Yeah. But, I mean, I I'm, I still believe that in a sense, even though I have tried stuff before. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny because when I was in high school, we had a lot of guys that were like, my body's a temple. I will never put anything toxic in my body. And, like, those guys turned out to use so many drugs after high school. <laughs> I think... I think at our next point we wanted to talk about like the naivety of it can't be me when you get first when you first start doing drugs you're like okay I'm gonna start doing drugs like it's gonna be fun I'm gonna do it with my friends um but then there's that naivety of you not kind of excluding yourself from being the one that could potentially be an addict because you think you have self-control but drugs don't really work like that neither do alcohol it depends on like how much you're practicing doing them Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like every single person thinks 
it can never be me. That will never happen to me. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest, that's the biggest ironies is that like, I bet you the majority of the people on the downtown east side probably thought the exact same thing. Yeah. That would never be me. And it happened to them. And I think not not necessarily that everyone that does drugs is going to end up down there. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, there's a multitude of other factors that led them to being where they are. Yeah. But um, I think it's <laughs> I think it's naive to think that something like that can never happen to you because drugs don't drugs don't discriminate. Yeah. They don't give a shit if you're rich or if you're poor. And you also if you've never done something before, you don't know how it's going to react with your body. Yeah. Like yeah. there are some people have very different reactions to than certain drugs and other people. I know people that get like aggressive on weed. Like violently really? aggressive on weed. I'm not even joking. I've met people that they react differently to the simplest drug, completely different than other people. It's the same ring, same thing. How you know, like some people are like different types of drunks. Yeah. There's some people that are mean drunks. Some people that are like fun drunks. Some are like clumsy. Some people are slutty drunks. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's the same thing. Like everyone is affected differently yeah. by a substance. Yeah. And I think people are stupid to think that that can't be it me can't and be I me. can't fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Because drugs safe. are addicting. Nobody's safe. Drugs are addicting. They yeah. can be addicting and you don't know if you have an addicting person- addictive personality. Sometimes yeah. it's genetic too. Honestly, what's, I have like a lot of people in my family, they have very addictive personalities. So it's kind of an interesting view. I My view on drugs was very much, I was a Karen to start out with. But when I started drinking, I was like, okay, I'm not, like, I don't have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not needing it. It's not something that I, like, I need to have all the time. And so I wanted to play around with it because I wanted to see. It's almost like I wanted to, I was, like, sitting on the edge of a cliff. I wanted to see how, oh, like, my self-control. Yeah, I wanted to see what my self-control was going to be like. Interesting. And, and I had a ton of self-control. And when I was in high school, I was, like, a high. But, I mean, to say this, like, I mean, you know, I know a lot of hype performing athletes back in the day like I was that did drugs and used them very abusively mm-hmm. and like did not like a, that was a completely different story for them but for me I was able to uh, have a lot of self-control with with them I was very good at saying no if I didn't want to do it and not go into a situation if I didn't want to be there because like I'm okay with being a loner it's not that big of a deal to me mm-hmm. but I prefer to be around people but it's not something I need Okay. So, like, if you had, like, this idea of self-control, like, when you drink, do you, like, do you drink to completion? Or do you, like, do you, can you restrain yourself from, like, continuing to drink and getting drunk? I can restrain my, uh... Like, if you're out with friends, like, can you resist if everyone else is getting drunk from yourself getting drunk, too? Or do you yeah, join I can. the bandwagon? I can. I usually join the bandwagon because I'm always down for a good time. But I would say at one point in my life, I was always drinking to completion. I was like, oh, let's same. fucking go. Same. Yeah. And I, but I think that those are, like, not let's say those are telltale signs, but those are also, like, the peer pressure is a huge thing. Yeah. Because, for me, that was part of the reason how I started doing stuff was because someone was like, well, let's do it. And then, of course, I was like, sure, I'm, I'm fun. Yeah. I'm going to have a fun time. Yeah, I wanted, to, like, I wanted to be the fun one. And something about me is people are always like, you have such a great energy. Or you're always like down for a good time. You're always like an energetic person. And so I feel like if I'm not that type of person, then I'm failing someone around me. Uh, or I'm not like as entertaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like people aren't going to want to be around, the per- around like that version of Bea, who's like, more chill because I'm also the type of person that talks all the time and if I'm not talking all the time people ask me what's wrong with me they're like what's wrong is something are you okay and I'm like I'm fine I'm like like if I'm staring into space and um people are like what are you thinking about or like what's on your mind like is something wrong and I'm like there are crickets up there Mm -hmm. I was like I'm just observing nature or what's going on I'm like there is nothing going in my head nothing's wrong not many times people tell me they're like Dylan you look sad I'm like I'm not sad yeah I'm just zoned out right now and I don't give a fuck I just say I'm like I'm chilling I'm I'm literally just (laughs) I'm chilling I'm like life is good I have nothing to complain about to like nothing's wrong with me no no (laughs) I am fine I didn't wake up crying this morning (laughs) they don't need to know that yeah they don't need to know that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no like I say like those are definitely factors that lead into um drug addiction like uh, peer pressure parties depression abuse yeah in any way 
Like, because it's almost like an escape. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I <laughs> well, for, like, I think that <clears throat> depending on the social setting, like, peer pressure is obviously a big one. Because I think for most people doing drugs, they're not going to do them unless they know someone who also has access to them. Yeah. Right? There's all, Everyone always has that friend. I think most people have that friend that has access to these drugs. Yes. And they have a number. They're the one that they're, they're yeah. they have the contact. They're the one that is doing them regularly and almost always has them on them. Right? Yeah. It's like when you go to a music festival, you can see in the festival who has the drug. It's pretty obvious sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I have friends and they're like, where do we get? I'm like, that one. Really? <laughs> that person over there definitely has drugs. Okay. I, I'm not good at pointing people out like that. Oh, I, I think everybody's an angel, like until they show their true colors. Like I'll give everyone until they the see benefit their teeth of the doubt. Grinding and they're like, oh, they got some shit. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time. Um, I remember the first time my friend, uh, like, showed me their contact at like a a festival. I was like, hmm. It was like this random kid who was like 17 years old, like packing drugs in his pocket. Just, like, oh yeah, they're... Out five bucks pop, and I was like, what? They're they. This I, is what it is? I feel like they, they do that on purpose because then they don't want to be... A, they don't want to be caught. Yeah. Because they have a shit ton of drugs on them. Yeah. And they also have to look inconspicuous. But I mean, like, back to what we were saying about how... What we think leads to drug addiction. I think peer pressure and parties is, like, one thing that can lead you to, like, exposure to drugs. Yeah. Or even, like, relationships. If you're dating someone who's a drug user. Mm-hmm. Um, like myself, who date, I'm not dating someone who's a drug user. I mm-hmm. dated someone who was a drug user. Yeah. And that definitely opened the door to a, a plethora of shit that I was never exposed to before in my life. Yeah. And, uh, but the thing that keeps you going could be your mental state, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, if how for how you're <laughs> feeling mentally, how it may, how the drugs make you feel. Yeah. And whether or not those drugs are filling a void that you can't seem to fill. And then the problem is, is that when you continue to do these drugs, they will leave a void in your mind because you are constantly like you're chasing the dragon. You want to be that feeling that all the time. Right? Yeah. And when you're sober, you're not feeling that. So you push yourself and you keep going and going and going until you feel happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And it could be you're because you're coming off of such a low. Yeah. You're coming off of such a low and it could be from like a mental state. It could be you suffered from abuse or you have some kind of trauma in your life that you haven't dealt with. Yeah. And quite often drugs and alcohol don't help with the trauma. No, they, they, they just they, mask they, it. They mask it. It's like or putting on a they warm blanket. Exacerbate it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, they, they can make you feel it even more intensely mm-hmm. depending on what drug you're using. Like, I mean like acid is something or mushrooms. Yeah. If you're in a bad mental state, You'll don't have a do really them. bad. Don't trip. do them. Yeah. You're gonna have I've a heard shitty trip. Yeah. And like, like for like mu- mushrooms, you can go on a bad trip. Acid, it makes you think about things that you never would think about. Interesting. I like you have thoughts of. In my opinion, acid is something that I feel like everyone should try at some point because it is very eye opening, and I've definitely had some epiphanies when I have done them done mm. it before. Um, I think it's a very safe thing too if done correctly yeah but it's also it's you i don't know you it opens your mind to things that you would never really think about think about or let alone consider like i there's been times where i've thought about thought about issues and i was like why i'd have these like interpersonal moments with myself and i'd be like why am i thinking about this yeah and how can I stop? Yeah. I can't stop. Yeah. And your mind just you goes You just have like, to kind of sort it through. Your mind's like it. on the gas pedal and you're just there's a brick wall at the end and it's like, go, 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 yeah. go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Quick before I dry up. Hit that wall, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, besides why people get into drug addiction, I mean, why do you think people do drugs in general? Obviously, I think there's a multitude of reasons. But... Yeah, I think there's like a plethora. Like for me, my my reasons are one, people around me are doing it. Two, I want to have a good time. Three, I'm curious and I want to experiment. Um, like those are usually my three main reasons. Like my curiosity really is what like makes me be like, okay, well, I'll try anything once or twice. Really. Like not yeah. everything, but there are certain things in like the realm of my like vision where I'm like, yeah, like I, I think I could try that. I'd be interested because mm-hmm. I would like to live a life with many experiences and YOLO. no stuff, you know? Yeah, YOLO. I agree. You I only live once. You have one life to live. No, no, I agree. I think that's why it's like I don't 
on the positive side on the positive side yeah. it's like i think it's important to experience things in life i'm yeah. not saying everyone should go out and do meth no but like my God. there's there's you there's you pick and choose what you wouldn't want to try in your life but i mean like i understand the, <clears throat> the urge to want to experience things and not want to like die or having done nothing that doesn't just mean drugs i just mean having experienced certain things in your life yeah yeah really like uh, just any experiences but on the negative side like the reasons why i have done it is um because i don't want to not be like the per- the one person who's not doing it i don't want to be like the loner in the group ah, or like the uh, grounder yeah or i'm going through something and yeah. i don't want to feel what i'm feeling and i would rather just feel something completely different or feel numb. Yeah, feel numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just get my mind completely distracted from what's been on my mind the whole time. Yeah. Like, or if I'm, like, when I was depressed, I said, marijuana helped me. Yeah. Like, weed definitely was a huge thing that, like, helped me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's very rare for a lot of people. That does, that's a complete opposite effect mm-hmm. for some people. But I was using it as a numbing thing and also something that would, like, make me laugh. I basically just get high and watch cartoons. Okay. Would, you, have, would you say you had like a dependency on weed then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So would that be like almost had, like an addiction? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could definitely say it. I definitely had a like the huge dependency on weed. Like when I felt down, I didn't want to construe. Yeah. I didn't want to construe my thoughts through it. Like it helped me sleep. Mm-hmm. It helped me have a happy moment. Interesting. Yeah. Because it would just make me giggly. Weed just makes me stupid sometimes. Like, for the most part, I feel like I'm dumb. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, if I do it alone, I feel much I feel much better. But uh-huh. there were also sometimes, like, when I was starting to think about making this podcast, I had to stop smoking weed. Yeah. Because I was getting to so... Yeah, I was getting so intra... Um, Interperspective? Yeah, I was just, like, I was getting very much into my head. And then I was like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. I, I, I can't do this. There's mm-hmm. no way. I don't even know how. I was just like, it's stupid. People are going to judge me. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna feel shitty about myself. Nobody's going to want to listen. Like, everyone's going to hate it. Um, like, this is dumb. It's basically just me talking to a mic about my life and who the fuck cares, you know? Yeah. But then I was like, but then when I wasn't high on weed, I was like, I was so motivated to keep doing this. And I just wanted to do it because I mm-hmm. thought it would be fun. And... So I had to stop smoking weed because in that sense, it wasn't doing anything good for me. It was making me more self-conscious about everything. I was getting so paranoid. Paranoid. So you, I, I, I would get paranoid sometimes on weed, but mostly it's like I hear a noise and I'm like, what's that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. And I'm like currently on a binge watch of Criminal Minds right now. Oh, God. <laughs> so you're waiting for a serial killer to come through the door literally like every single child i see or every single van i see i'm like human trafficking <laughs> human trafficking <laughs> like, boy, like it's so bad I, I think the worst of everything now it's so bad mm. i look at everything under have you ever done like an actual like like because what we were just saying like social versus like isolated drug mm-hmm. use so like social setting being like you're at a club or a party or a house or with yeah. friends or meh, i don't know <laughs> and then isolated being like you're alone in your room doing drugs i've heard of people there's people at work that have told me about people that they know like one of our coworkers said that he walked in on his sibling uh reading a book on ecstasy interesting and i was like what reading, reading a book <laughs> reading That's a, a book way to while it. on ecstasy oh while on ecstasy while on ecstasy Wow. And I told him, <clears throat> I was like, first of all, I could barely, I, I don't know how the person's eyes were staying straight. Yeah. That's and let alone so how they weird. were focused to read a book. But like for me, like that, like for, like that would be a little red flag if you're by yourself and you're doing reading ecstasy, a book on a hard drug, on a hard drug, doing ecstasy or just doing anything. I don't know. It's just any hard drug, in my opinion, it would, if you can do alone. that. Yeah. Alone. It's weird. I would not be okay. No. I would get, I would get so in my head, but I'm thinking maybe that's like an introvert. Like you and I are both extroverts. Oh, true, introverts thrive by themselves. I would say, or like true. in like a more isolated state, you know? So I feel like maybe that could be a reason why it was okay. Cause I mean, like a lot of people smoke weed by themselves. I smoke weed by myself all the time. It's yeah. my like, it's my me time. 
Yeah, you don't really need someone to be around you. No. But I mean, like certain like hard drugs like that, like cocaine or ecstasy. That's like those are like a social drug. Yeah, no. And I don't, if you're doing that by yourself, you probably have a <laughs> watch you probably, your profanity. Yeah, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, you probably have a problem. <laughs> that's yeah. I think that might be also like a big red flag for drug abuse. I mean, you're like for, okay for doing it by yourself. I was gonna say like for me, like I've drank by myself. I remember, like, when I was younger, like, I would, when I would go out and then when I was going through, like, a bad time, like, yeah. I would drink alone, sometimes, like, at my house mm-hmm. before I would go out. Yeah. And I would just, like, get drunk before I would even leave the house. But I was so good at masking it. Yeah. Like, well, at least I thought I was good at masking it. I feel like I'm very good, both with alcohol and with <laughs> with other things, like, at maintaining composure some at times yeah you are very good at maintaining composure i fucking hate it sometimes i don't even know what's going on yeah like you you, sometimes sometimes you'll tell but sometimes you can't tell yeah and i'm like no i'm fucked but like i'm holding it together because either it's because one of my friends looks more fucked yeah and i feel like i have to like hold it together to like so i can keep an eye on them yeah and it's one of those things that i've developed since i was younger because like even when i was younger when i would get drunk i could maintain composure and like my friends were like falling on the ground and shit. Yeah. And I was like, I will protect you. And I, yeah. I will like hold it in while my friends like puking and I want to puke. But yeah. I'm like, you can't. You have to you have to keep them alive. Yeah, you have right to keep now. everyone alive. I've I'm like that as well. Like I used to be the most dysfunctional drunk. And I can yeah. be. I could be the most chaotic dysfunctional if I want to, but yeah. I can keep my shit together. Like I've been doing it since grade twelve. I remember everybody was wasted at our like grad dinner with all of our parents there. And we were we were like drinking shot for shot limoncello, homemade. Mm-hmm. Oh, limoncello. 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 It was homemade. And so we were just doing shot for shot with that. Everyone was fucked. And one of the parents came up to me and was like, Bea, how, why is everybody so drunk and you're fine? I was like, I have little, no idea. In my head, I'm like, I'm so know. fucked up. I'm just trying to keep my eyes straight. But all the parents thought I was totally fine. And I was the mom of the night. But I was also so drunk. Oh. I could just keep it together. It's a skill. Functioning blackout? Functioning blackout. Yeah. It is a skill. Yeah. And I think it it takes, for me, it's a lot of willpower because sometimes when I've been on things and I can feel my mind going south yeah. and I'm like, no, north, march yeah. north. <laughs> I'm like, you're like push, you're like fighting it and it's like a, a big sumo wrestler is like pushing you yeah. in the other direction. And you're like, no, <laughs> no. no. It's funny because one of my friends, hold it together. Like, one of my friends, he's always just like, I mean, You've trained your body to become like to be this way because you are having like what a minimum of one night a week where you're getting like pretty drunk. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, yeah, I work in the restaurant industry, so yeah, it's pretty like normal for myself to like get pretty tipsy or drunk on like one of the nights after a shift because like you know employees will just share pictures oh, or yeah. have drinks after beer after work. You know, we've earned it at that point. Yeah, because you serving work your, your ass drunk off so ass much, all you're day. Like, it's, yeah, my <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. So um. So he was, he's always just like, yeah, you've trained your body. And he was like, you know, I, he can't do that because he's just like, I haven't had, I haven't been drunk in like two months or like, like a very long time. Practice to yeah. Train so themselves. he's like, my body's not practiced for that. But he's like, once I build up my stamina this summer, I'll be fine. So I'm like, interesting. I'm like, if I did stop drinking for like a solid three months straight, would my body not be able to handle my Probably functioning not. blackout self? Probably not. Yeah. I've done that before where I've been like sober for, I've gone sober for like a month. Yeah. And then when I finally have a drink, it's just like on the floor. Yeah. Dead. Like the first four <laughs> drinks are like dead. Literally. And I can't control myself and no one can contain me. Yeah. I can't be tamed. No. <laughs> I can't be tamed. I literally can't be tamed. You can't even find me. That's no. The, that's the biggest problem. <laughs> is that I've gone missing in the nightclub. I'm the same person. I just like, I venture out. I'm like talking to every single friend group. I'm like, hi, how are you? Hi, how are oh, you? I'm gone. I'm literally, yeah. I'm, I'm outside smoking on the deck. Yeah. I don't even smoke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember when I went up to Mexico, my friends were like, okay, Bea, this is not the place where you can just venture out and I like be gone. They're like, you have to stay with us. And I like, cause they good know luck. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good luck finding me. Like a hide and go seek Mexico version. <laughs> they're like, find me. they're like, you can't just leave by yourself. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. You're like, of course, sure. It's the extrovert in you. That's, you're just yeah. like, I'm going to, they look interesting. I'm yeah. going to talk to them. <laughs> like, why are they here? What are they doing? Yeah. But God forbid it's like at work and I have to talk to people. I'm like, ugh. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> you brought up before that you said that you've been like that friend that's like not 
the one, the, like the sober one, like yeah. the grounder. Yeah. The quote yeah. unquote grounder. I mean, you were a grounder for me yeah. that one time. That was with fun. Our other mutual friend. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Um, for you, not for me. <laughs> it was fun for me. Honestly, it wasn't fun for me at one point. It was just, it was a lot. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, was a lot. It was so much. That was a lot going on. But um, but yeah, I've definitely been like the sober friend in a sea of high people. Or not even the sober friend, but just like the one that's only drinking liquor and everybody's doing drugs. What's that like? <laughs> what is it like? No, but um, I, I'm curious because like... I've been the t- I've been in times where I've I haven't done anything and I've been yeah. around people that were doing stuff and I was like, is this what I look like? Yeah, <laughs> because this is not a good look. No, yeah, I mean like it wasn't. You're like, I- you need gum. I think you need gum. Yeah, like I'll be like <laughs> water gum. Like, do you need anything? But for the most part, I'm just like, okay, everyone's out of their brains, fucked, and I'm just like, everyone wants to have these intimate conversations. And like, you're not there, about, mentally. Yeah, how much they love them, each other, and I'm like. I just want to play cards. So like, <laughs> yeah. no. But at the same time, it's like, okay, they don't even know. They don't even know what I'm like, nor do they fucking care because they're so like, you guys are just so in your head about what's happening on your high right now that like, I can technically do whatever I want and it won't matter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I could literally do whatever I want and you guys wouldn't even know what's going on or no. like what's happening. And because those minds are elsewhere. Yeah. And those minds minds are just focused on that sweater looks nice. Yeah. And I just want to touch it. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So like for me, sometimes it can be a little annoying just because I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not on the same level. So I'll probably want to go home sooner than later. But at the same time, it could be like really fun if if everybody is like on a good on a good level because i find that when people do some hard drugs you know you get into those intimate isolated conversations the, with like one other person the heart to hearts where they yeah. just you just see them sitting there basically yeah. for about 45 minutes to an hour yeah. and like just, depending on the drug you're doing but yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i have been there yeah so it's just like okay you'd be amazed having, the conversations you could have i know and i personally could not have a 25 minute heart to heart conversation being the sober one or the one that's just drunk no. No. It's Even when I'm drunk, I don't want to talk to people. No. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, let's just... I'm just trying wanna... to stay up right now. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah. Or I want to win this competition. No, you're you're in there for the games. I'm in there for the games. You're I like, shut up. We're playing beer pong. I don't give a fuck about your life. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, I miss beer pong. Anyways. But, um, yeah. I mean, I find that, like, sometimes when you do do drugs and or you are like heavily involved in alcohol like it can mm-hmm. sometimes affect your personal relationships with your fa- friends and family uh yeah like severely depending on how far in you are into it but like i have ha- had family members of mine be severely like addicted to drugs and i grew up with them as like some of my best friends and then now they're like complete strangers to me really yeah and Is like it because of their drug addiction yes completely like, like you cut them off or they cut you off I mean, they were never around because they were so so in the hole. And also, how can you be, how can you develop and have a relationship with someone that's so out of their mind every time you see them? True. Like they're, like they're just, they're not there. And it definitely, it definitely affected me for a little bit growing up because I was like, okay, that was like a big sister to me or that was like a big Mm -hmm. brother to me. Mm -hmm. And now I can't even find them mm-hmm. on the day that I need them or um, like I can't even talk to them about anything because I don't even know if they're even in their right mind because they're so functioning being high. Mm. So sometimes I wouldn't even know and like their brother or sister would tell me and I'd be like, oh, okay. I couldn't, I, I also couldn't invite them out. I couldn't say like, hey, I'm going to grab dinner. Did you want to come? Because it, like if especially they've been in reco- like one recovery. or two of them they've been in recovery several times over and over again but when you do that it's like okay they're in recovery so I can start hanging out with them and doing some things but say I wanted to go out for dinner or or something um, and they were kind of on the fence you they can't they can't go with you because there's urges there mm-hmm. you're gonna go there's gonna be happy hour drink there's gonna be happy hour yes. Like, oh yeah, and that then for people that are addicted, addicted to drugs, that one drink yeah leads to drugs. Yeah, but also I know automatically a lot of, I know a lot of recovering addicts that still smoke weed. That's the drug of choice that they can do, and they've never reverted back to the hard drugs. It but weed is their 
like saving grace. They're saving grace. Yeah. And you know, like recovering addicts usually go on suboxins because it yeah. helps with um, like detoxing mm-hmm. and also like keeping your body regulated. Because if you go cold turkey, sometimes it could be fatal for you. Yeah, because your body starts relying on it. Mm-hmm. It needs it to survive, basically, yeah. because you're using it so much. Yeah. Which is it, terrible. Yeah. But that's what happens in the downward spiral. And I mean, like, it definitely affects, I agree that it affects life in general and relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, over-drinking. I remember, like, when I would be drinking a lot, especially my last relationship, my mom would always call me out and be like, you're drinking a lot. Like, why do you always, like, why are you always drunk? You see me like, you're always drunk. Little did she know there was more. Yeah. But I mean, like, she, it was noticeable to other people. Mm -hmm. And then it also, it makes you kind of embarrassed because you're like, no, I'm not drinking a lot as you're like having a sip or something. And like, it's, I mean, I don't know. It, it has negative impacts when you especially know people that went through it. And then it seems like you're making that same mistake. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, did you learn? Yeah. Did you clearly didn't learn anything? Right. Yeah. And I think it's more of like an embarrassment. At least for me, it's an embarrassment because it's like, okay, I didn't clearly I did not learn anything or take notes. Yeah, and like the we notes were... I was taking, I was writing with like lemon water. Yeah, <laughs> like, <it was> just <laughs> see through. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't work. <laughs> it did, it did not no. stick on the paper. It's like the magic pen that just like it's yeah. The magic yeah, pep, the, the, you need like a light to light. find it. Yeah. yeah, but like we were talking about that earlier, how like you can go from. Um, drinking a lot with like friends and stuff or doing drugs and it's fun it's recreational you're having a good time and then sometimes you find there's a switch where you feel like you need to hide what you're doing like yeah. oh yeah no i didn't really like i didn't drink on that wednesday like it wasn't something yeah that i did or like i didn't have a drink i had like yeah. one beer or like yeah no i'm not high right now i was plastered yeah yeah, like, yeah exactly so it's like kind of you're finding like that shame that starts to come and i feel like that's mm-hmm. also a red flag when you find that it's something that you have to hide yeah that's when it becomes something that's like oh fuck like this isn't good for me why am i hiding this from the people oh absolutely. are they judging me absolutely yeah but then you get into like that self-doubt of your mind and that's could potentially play a huge part in the abuse and it can make you go further down the rabbit hole because you just start well because you start feeling so ashamed of yourself that you're like well i'm already here yeah yeah why not yeah like, is why it, not? Am, I, am I that big of a fuck up? Yeah. It might as well. Because sometimes people, I feel like sometimes people, they I know of people that have internalized being fuck ups in their mind and then they start living the life like they are a fuck up mm-hmm. because that's, that's what they're told. Therefore, yeah. if you think I'm a fuck up, I'll prove to you that I'm a fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that happens with some people where it, it, it tears away at, at their mental state where they're like, okay, I've apparently i'm a fuck up and i'll okay then i will live up to what you claimed me to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they will internalize it and then they will believe like, it prove it yeah mm-hmm. and i don't know it's 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 unfortunate um in regards to like you know how you said like drug users will some people will still smoke weed like former addicts yeah do you do you know remember like back in the day how people used to say that weed was like the gateway drug yeah. Once you smoke smoking weed, you're gonna be doing crack and meth. Yeah, that's days. literally how I grew up. Do you want to end up on the streets? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to end up on the streets? Because that's where weed will bring you. Yeah. I'm like, weed brings me solace. Alcohol <laughs> might bring me to the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're just f- fucked up because you know what? It's like it's interesting how I know weed is now legal in Canada, even though it took so goddamn long. Yeah. And it's slowly almost legal in like half the states in the United States. I personally think tobacco is worse. Tobacco is way fucking worse. Yeah. Tobacco is so addictive. Like, I've never Nicotine touched... is yeah. so addictive. I've Hello. never smoked... Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Waving his vape. Waving a vape around. Like, it's fucking... Yeah. It, like, nicotine kills so many people. I don't know how many people... I don't know anybody that's been died of weed. That's been died of weed. That's been died. <laughs> that's, been died. <laughs> that's like a stone way yeah. of saying it. No, I've never... I've also never... Like, you're smoking a plant, people. But also, I mean, I personally never a smoked too. a cigarette in my life, and I'm so fucking proud of that. I'm proud of you. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> and not. I did for, like, a hot minute when I was, like, traveling in, in Europe. I smoked. Mostly because my ex was stressing me out. <laughs> and then I smoked, like, once or twice, like on the weekend where I wouldn't even buy a pack of cigarettes. I would just bum. Yeah. You just bum a, bum a pack from bum a stranger. Pack of smoke. That's bum, fascinating bum a, to bum me. A smoke. I'd be like, can I have one? They're like, sure. I'm like, all right. I don't understand that. 
like how somebody just like goes up to a stranger and is like, do you mind? Like I was at the park the other day and someone was bumming a, someone was like, Hey man, can I like buy a cigarette off of you? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you don't have to. Like, I'll just give it to you. But like people do that. Oh, I know. But why? Smokers are Like, is it just like you need it right then and there? I feel like, I think so. And I think also the smokers are probably like, I know what you're feeling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I know the withdrawal. I understand your pain. Even some homeless people like if you if they're not gonna get money out of you they want to smoke they want to smoke and i'm well, remember the, the, fucking, the statistic that we found they said most of the people like on the street are true. smoking tobacco, tobacco was the top three also yeah. by the way when i've walked through the downtown east side know who's selling the smoke cigarettes a lot of the time Who? it's these old asian people really these like old asian women and old asian men have come up to me numerous times and they showing like opening up a jacket and they have smokes what tons of smokes and they're selling them to people on the street interesting a cheaper price but i don't know exactly the legality of it obviously it's illegal yeah smokes like that but yeah they're they're hustling those people down there wild i know i was i was shocked when i saw it was like these old chinese like men and women selling cigarettes that's insane i had no idea neither did i but yeah i gotta make a buck and clearly they're doing it off the people in the downtown east side yeah like it i don't know for me it 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 the way that society works now and how like we alcohol is legal tobacco is legal yeah both those things kill so many people yeah like and if you whether or not you want to Based something on legality based on how much damage it causes like come on like alcohol really yeah it does a huge it makes a huge so dent. many people die from alcohol so many people die alcohol from tobacco poisoning. yeah i mean like did you see there's this whole thing about whether or not like drugs in general should be like decriminalized aren't we decriminalized didn't didn't we decriminalize drugs or it's in the process right now in bca decriminalizing the possession of drugs yes yeah or certain amounts on you then you can decriminalize it yeah and like I firmly, uh, I kind of I agree with that in that sense because like people are gonna use drugs regardless. It's like mushrooms. Yeah. Why the fuck are mushrooms illegal? Why are mushrooms? Like, I- people are using mushrooms to like fight PTSD and like yeah. depression and same thing with acid too and microdoses. Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously anything used in excess could be bad. Mm-hmm. But the way we've dealt with criminalization of drugs, it's just led to more drug problems. Yeah. The war on drugs is like the worst thing that we could have done. It's it's, it's created so bad. more problems. It has the the society. Like I don't know. It's just like it's interesting how Let's say you the make government it all legal, but like yeah, it, but regulate it. Yeah, it's interesting. How, like, Go to Seven Eleven and buy a pack of crack. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I think like okay, if kids in Europe, like Europe, mm-hmm. I would like to say they have their shit together. Yeah. Like, when I think about it, I met this girl from Germany, and she, like, had her first drink when she was 10. Because when you're, like, 10, 11, 12, that's when you start having a drink at dinner with your family. Oh, yeah. Like, Italians, they do that all the time. Yeah. So, like, I feel like... Gotta have the vino with the pasta. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I like Germans. Beer with your freaking, like, you know? So Russians. It, vodka with vodka potatoes. Vodka with... Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Uh-huh. Vodka is potatoes. And then also... Nicotine. Yeah. And then also, you're allowed to drink publicly. In oh, places yeah. in Europe, so I feel the like UK, when you have this sort of freedom, there's no sense to hide it. Yeah, like not, not saying that they don't obviously have their problems too. No, but they, I know what you mean. But because, I feel like, like they have taboo. lower rates for a reason. It's very taboo here. Yeah, here it's like you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do this. Humans want to defy rules. Like we're oh, yeah. misbehaved you, creatures. You create a rule, people will find a way to break. People the want rule. to break it. I <clears throat> loved breaking the rules growing up. Still do. I thrived on trespassing. <laughs> I literally, I will say that right now. I thrived on trespassing. I loved like the adrenaline rush of what, breaking into a home. No, not in a home. You know. Oh, just, it's like, like going onto someone's property. No, like in a pool. I just like pool hop all the time. Oh, right. You told me that. Yeah. Public pools, motels, hotels. Just, <laughs> you're just walking around in a bathing suit? This is in the summertime, I'm assuming. Yeah, it was summertime for sure. Just but hopping like, in pools. Where yeah. were you going? Like the British properties? Oh, no, no, no. It was like, um, I mean, I lived in Coquitlam and Burnaby at the time. So it was just like public pools there. Like, God forbid that I saw like an outdoor pool at a hotel. Like, I was in it. Oh, in Whistler. Yeah, too. in like the middle of the night. Like I like just me and a friend, or me and like a few friends, we just like go for a midnight swim. Oh yeah. You ever get caught? No, I've never been caught once. 
Interesting. They're probably looking at the security cameras and being like, God, she's she's back. back. <laughs> I'm like going doing flips off the hopper. diving board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like going up, I'm like shh. <laughs> but like that was like a thrive. Uh what what were we talking about? Why did we get to pool hopping? I don't know. Well, we were talking about defying the laws and breaking defying the laws. Defying the laws and, and then yeah, we got to pool hopping, drugs, yeah, crack. Everything. Yeah. Crack. <laughs> crack con. But yeah, also the amount of people that do drugs. You Like I didn't know how many people. I was so naive to the amount of people doing drugs until I either did the drug or I came with a person who was doing the drug. And like, 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 Poll my question. yeah, both. And then as soon as I was there, I was like, why are all of these people in the bathroom stall at the same time? I was like, mm-hmm. I thought there was like some gossip going around and that's why everybody wanted to go to the bathroom. But no, everybody was doing uh, drugs. <laughs> do you know how many times I've been in like a club bathroom lineup and you're waiting to pee and all the fucking stalls are taken because everyone's doing coke? I had no idea. I'm I like, genuinely just needed to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, a bitch is going to pee. I'm like, why is it taking six women 10 minutes to take a shit? I was like, or go to the I've go kicked, pee. I've kicked the doors. Uh, have you? I have kicked the doors. I've not. Because I've heard people going, <laughs> and I'm like, you could just do it out here. Yeah. I mean, we all know what you're doing. No one gives a shit at all. Like, yeah. Why are you doing it over the toilet? That's disgusting. Oh, it's oh, fascinating man. to me. Yeah. Uh, what? I, I, <laughs> One time I lined up for going to the bathroom and I was inside the bathroom and I, sh- you know, I watched, I saw a guy's feet and he dropped his bag of cocaine or he dropped his cocaine on the floor <gasps> of the bathroom. He swiped it? He fucking washed his hand, go down, swiped it off the bathroom <gasps> floor. No! And I remember being like, I was with my friend, we were both like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And then he, I hear... Gummed it? Oh. Oh, I don't know if he gummed it. Oh. Ew, if he gummed it, that even worse, but I couldn't see... <laughs> Because the stall door was closed, but I just saw a hand kind of going swipe up, and then it was gone, and then he came out of the bathroom, and I remember everyone in the line was like, mouth dropped, they couldn't believe that he did that, and I was looking at him being like, I know in the club that we were at, you can buy it at the bar, because there was a guy that sat at the bar that sold it for $40 for a bag. Oh my goodness. I never bought it, obviously, I never bought it at the club, but... I knew you could. Why do buy I feel it? like that sounds cheap for drugs? Very cheap. Okay. <clears throat> Very cheap. Yeah. It's normally eighty. Damn. Why do I know these numbers? <laughs> <laughs> but it was forty dollars, and I was like, mm, you know, I can give you forty bucks. I'd rather you do that than I don't know what you just picked up off the floor because that bathroom also, you know, club bathrooms. Disgusting. Club nasty. bathrooms in general, just disgusting. And he, whoop! I was like, drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Friend zone. <laughs> Friend zone. <laughs> like arm stiff so arm out. That's shame. That, shame. Yeah, shame. 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 <laughs> that comes up. Shame. Wow. That, shame. Shame. Mouth of shame. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I would say Coke is very popular in the restaurant industry. In yeah. the industry in general. Clubs, restaurants. Yeah. I think in bars, Vancouver. Pubs. In huge. Vancouver, it is huge. I never knew how many people did cocaine until I was out with my ex for the first time at a club with like people that he knew. Yeah. All of them. Every one of them. And even like when I think about it at where we work, I'm sure a good more than 60% of them have done it. You know what's funny too 70%. is that when I was like 19, 80%. 20, like I would go into clubs and I just thought everyone was drunk. Yeah, I, I, really, I just thought everyone was drunk. I was like, we're all drunk. We're having a good time. And then you grow up and you're like, how many people are we're high? high? 70% of people we're in the clubs are high. The whole time. Yeah. And they weren't just drunk. No, they were drunk they and high. I thought they had popcorn in their teeth. Yeah. <laughs> just grinding around. Just grinding around. Yeah. yeah. Spitting, <clears throat> wiping the sides of their mouth. <laughs> Always wanting to get water. Yeah, water. <laughs> I'm like, oh. What a responsible person. I know. <laughs> wow. to the you're, you're drinking water And I know what between? it's like being a bartender at a club. Like when somebody asks for water, do they, they think that you're like, soda. yeah. <laughs> 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 I have a vodka soda. I need to be hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I remember, I'd, I'd probably be laughing the whole time. I'm kind of thinking about doing it. Doing what? Being a bartender at a club. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it would be fun until you're for there like, until four in the morning, five in the morning. Temporarily. Yeah. Also like maybe two days a week. Yeah, two That's days a week. Yeah, two days I a think week. it would be fun because like the atmosphere is fun, but yeah. also it's like you're dealing with boring. you're dealing with the worst human beings. Worst human <laughs> beings. The wor- I've the heard most horror stories. Trash people, probably. Yeah. 
but more more so like Depending my the reasoning is for it. At. Yeah, my reasoning for it is also like I just want to make like some short term big money for like just a small amount of time. You know, like I'm making. Do they right make now. a lot of money? Yes. Even if they split, oh yeah, because drunk people tip. tip. Yeah. I know that I have definitely over tipped. The only thing is like I don't want to get a me at the bar if I had to serve a me like um, some, oh you yeah someone like I have you. puked on a bar club on a club yeah a club bar I full on took a shot came back up projectile on the bar turned around walked away didn't get kicked out cleaned myself up in the bathroom and kept partying for the rest the of the the bartender night. saw you puke um he well they definitely the saw shot. the remnants he, yeah he saw the evidence he poured the shot walked away when he came back I was gone and there was puke on the bar <laughs> and two of That's my friends were tip. there and they were like did you guys know her and they were like nope had no idea who she was. Never she, met her in my life. she just said to get shots. And we just said, okay. Wow, and, good friends. <laughs> good they friends, right? Along. I didn't get kicked out. I partied for the rest of the night. That puke reset me. It, it always does. It always does. does. It always yeah. does. And then You're I, like, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's party. <laughs> Nothing is worse than puking drunk. Actually, no. Greening out. The heaving? I've greening never greened out. out in my life. You're lucky. That is worse. I have a high tolerance for weed. You just probably... Have you had a, like a strong edible maybe? That's usually I've had a I've very strong out. edible, but I've never greened out. If I have a strong, I have one time I had a strong edible on 420, and I just couldn't move. Like moving my legs was like walking on the moon. It was like <laughs> I remember that <laughs> happened one time. Right, I ate it. I ate a. I ate a candy gummy, and I thought it was supposed to be like, I thought it was um 150 for the whole bag. Yeah, but it was 150 each candy, mm. and I had three. <laughs> and I got stuck at Starbucks at Stanley Park. Yeah, and I was literally sitting in there like. You know what? I was so high that I was looking at everyone and I was like, they all have their own life. Yeah. That's how I think they sober. They all have their own That's how I think and sober. their own issues. Yeah. And I was just couldn't stop staring and my friends were like, where are you? I was like, come help me. I'm in the Starbucks yeah. at Stanley Park and I can't, <laughs> I can't get stop out. Like- <laughs> no, I literally I tried to get out of my seat and my legs felt so heavy. It was heavy. like gravity doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And then I like, I, I remember like, oh. I, I sucked on a lollipop. It was a lollipop. It was my first 420. I was like, ooh, it's gonna be fun. I was like having a beach day. I like smoked like half a joint and then I like sucked on the lollipop and I finished it. And I was fucked like, <laughs> my legs couldn't lift i was like shuffling on the street i went in to meet on main because i thought it was gonna be like i was like ooh, meat yes meat mm. i want a burger vegan and then vegan. <laughs> yeah oh meat vegan. yeah meat <laughs> m-e-e-t and then when i got home i had to study for a midterm that i had the next day i was like still gonna keep studying couldn't even process words i literally just like went into bed couldn't move my body and then i just passed out but I wouldn't say that was great. It didn't feel like greening out. I would just like was really tired and paralyzed. And then I went to bed. I was <laughs> just really tired, paralyzed, and I couldn't feel my face. Yeah, it was just, you know, I can't feel my face while I'm It's about me. drugs. Yeah. Did you just realize that? No. I oh, okay. My mom I was like, I don't get it. And I was like, because you can't feel your face when you do cocaine. <laughs> you can't like, feel your teeth. How did you know? You can't feel your teeth. I'd be like, I Googled it. <laughs> yeah, I, I Googled feel, it. I Wikipedia. My, are my teeth still there? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Wait, if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're, it was like say, if you're doing drugs, the importance of when you're getting it and when you're doing it and what the hell you're doing, how much you're doing. Yeah. So I guess like ending this. Not even ending it. I haven't gotten into my shit yet. Oh, well, let's get into your shit. The whole reason why we're doing this episode <laughs> <laughs> is because Dylan had an epiphany. I had an epiphany. Yeah. And basically that epiphany was, it was interesting because this epiphany happened on an acid trip. Yeah. And the epiphany was basically me coming to terms with something that I hadn't, I don't think I've, I accepted in myself. Yeah. And at the same time, I think I was in denial of it mm. was that I like when I was going out all the time, like for about six, seven months, I was going out. I would all say consistently like two, three nights a week. I was going out to the yeah. club and that was like right after my breakup and woo, having fun, all that shit. But I was I was definitely using drugs consistently enough that where I was like, you are a functioning drug user. Yeah, <laughs> like literally. And I, and I came to terms with it like literally a couple days ago where I was like, I was addicted to drugs. Yeah. I was definitely like, no, I wouldn't say addicted in the sense that like I needed it to like live, but I was addicted in the sense that I would do them regularly and I wouldn't have fun if I didn't do them. Yeah, and, and also like, they were like a consistent thing where I was like, I know where to get them. I know how. I know what I can do. I know my limits. Yeah, my limits, and 
I knew that like when I was fucked up, I my problem was I was I would push myself to see how much more I fucked up. I mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, let's push the limits a little more. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. And like, I know that I was that happened a lot during pre-COVID, where I didn't see it as a problem mm-hmm. because I was clearly just addicted to it. Like, also, you were surrounding yourself in an environment where that was very normal consistently. Yes. Yeah. So for me, that was it was a normal thing. And mm-hmm. everyone that I knew around me in that time also knew that I was going to do it. Yeah. Right. Or I was usually on it or whatever. Yeah. And as COVID happened, I feel like I've had more of these moments. Like I had an aha moment with you one yeah. time where I flat out told you to leave my house. Like, and I was like, I, I was like, you need to go right now because I need to address this issue with some of my friends. And I was like, we need to like discuss this now while it's fresh now while mind. it's fresh in my mind and yeah. like the other like the other day i had a moment where i semi broke down because i was like wow like i never thought about it and i was so embarrassed but at the same time it made me feel so much better yeah. that i could admit it to myself and that i could come to terms with like okay this was a problem like yeah. this I don't consider myself having a problem like now. Yeah. It was definitely a problem back then. And I don't think I, I accepted it. Yeah. And like this last few days, like I have totally accepted it was being like, yeah, this was an issue and how I, and now I know how I can fix it and how I can address it. Yeah. And also being aware and publicly public about it to people. Mm-hmm. My friends could be aware of it too, that yeah. this was, that was a, a huge thing. That you did yeah. when you were like addressing it to your friends and you're like, this is like, well, for me, it was embarrassing because I was like, eh, I, like I told, I told my boyfriend and I was like worried because I'm like, I hope was he gonna judge I'm going to not get judged by this and think that I'm like a trash person. Yeah. And he did not. He felt the same way in that he felt that he was like proud of me for admitting it to myself and having that courage and that strength to be like, yeah, I had a problem and yeah. I've, I can't get to go down that path at yeah. all. Yeah. And I need to, you know, watch myself and just be aware of it. And I think, like, for me, it, it, it it's eye-opening because I know that I've had... My family has had issues with it in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that was more the embarrassment thing. And I know I'm saying this now. And if my parents are listening, they're hearing this probably for the very first time. Yeah. And as long as they know if you're listening, I was safe yeah. to an extent. And... It was always in the back of my mind of why I was doing this. Mm -hmm. And I know I was doing it because I was filling a void where I was not happy for a long time. Yeah. Like that, I was introduced to drugs in my last relationship by my ex. And I, again, I don't blame him for, for anything that happened because at the same time I made my own decisions. Yeah. He did introduce, it was his introduction, but it was was me that kept it going. And it was, I was given, I was shown a world that I was not privy to and not aware to. Mm -hmm. And it it provided me access to deal with my anxiety or depression in a non-healthy way. Yeah. Because I didn't have those options before because that would never cross my mind. Yeah. But like, I know for a fact that I was, it was funny because I was saying this to my friend. I was like, in the moment I was doing it because I was having fun Mm -hmm. and this is me just having fun. But more and more I thought about it, I realized that I was doing it because I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I was doing it because I was so upset and this was the only way to feel happy was to be high. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way I could feel content and like comfortable with myself if I was fucked up or yeah. I was really high. Now I don't think that anymore because I've grown a lot. But like yeah. the idea of still coming to terms with it and understanding that you were doing this because you had a... You needed it yeah. to feel something. Yeah. And... Now I don't feel like I need it to feel anything. Yeah. But like still, it's like, I'm like, oh shit. Like <laughs> for me, it's embarrassing. It's yeah. it's embarrassing. But at the same time, I'm like glad that I had a moment where I could understand it and also tell everyone that I'm close to and still have them all being like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm like, that's good that you could admit it. And yeah. like even having some friends being like, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, like last night you were telling me. I, I told like, you and you're oh, like, shocker. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, thanks for stopping me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, also at the same time, like I definitely saw it coming, but you were also with people who were also doing it just as frequently as you. Yeah. It was like the environment you were in personally and like recreationally. Mm-hmm. And then also I like know who you are. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is like the wrong thing to say or the right thing, but... I didn't 
I saw it as being a temporary thing because mm-hmm. I knew the state of mind that you were in because I, it was very similar to me as well. Mm-hmm. And where you were abusing drugs, I was abusing liquor. And um, like, I was also doing it not in the sense where I needed it, but just I was using it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like same. I was um, doing, I was consuming way, way more because I was being heavily peer pressured by... I, I, w- I will say like my ex and also like and he definitely undoubtedly like he didn't definitely didn't know that he was mm-hmm. and I didn't think that he was either but you know when I'm pretty drunk and I think I need water and he's like oh don't be a pussy like take another one and I'm like ah, ah. I'm like yeah yeah I won't be a pussy like and then I'll do it and then like it happens more than like more than once it happens more often and more often but then after that it was just like Okay, now I'm like making the choice to say yes. I'm not. I'm not saying no. Yeah. I, it's you know, like at one point it turns and it's my fault now. Yeah. But like I saw that coming from you, and then I like the moment when that had like that. I remember that night specifically where you're like, yeah, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh shit. Okay. Like the phase is over. Like you're done. Mm-hmm. Like you because you were just like you weren't liking yourself that way anymore. No. Which was. Huge. I wasn't enjoying it. No, like and it's I like had a huge enjoyed realization. it before, and I don't know if it was because of the change of environment. Yeah, where you weren't out at a festival or at a club, you yeah. were like in a house mm-hmm. doing it, and you were like, I think that's what clicked for me. I was like, this is gross. Yeah, like I felt disgusting. Yeah, yeah. and that was the that was the most fucked up part because when you're a you're high, mm-hmm. and when you feel gross when you're high, you feel gross. Yeah, like really. Because all you're trying to do is, well, I can't, how do I not be high right now? Yeah. Yeah. And how do I get out of it? And you can't because yeah. it's too late. You've already done it. But it's like, that I've was. I've never had that moment, but I can't, I cannot imagine what that would be. It was like. shit. And that was the, the biggest, the, the biggest shitty feeling was the feeling that like, I felt like it was a poison that I took from that relationship, mm-hmm. that bad trait that I took. And then I was, the last few days I was feeling guilty because I was like, did I introduce it to people that maybe had not done it before yeah and i was like did i get them into that and am i am i the poison now did i poison them yeah and that was where it was getting in my head where i was like oh shit like oh really no that was a huge thing like that was one of the things that made me upset i was like did i infect like the people that were close to me and like did i poison them because of i brought this poison along with me yeah and that was the huge thing that i was feeling like garbage yeah because I just felt like if something bad happens to them, I can't live with myself. Yeah. Because I'm going to blame myself. Yeah. That's, it, I feel like it's going to be because of me. Mm-hmm. And of course, like everyone makes their own decisions. And then, of course, they reassured me that they made their own decisions. But yeah. I was like, but still, I feel like I introduced it. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think that. And obviously, that might be like the high thinking. Yeah. But for me, that was the, bi- that was the biggest embarrassment. Because I was like, I don't want to be responsible for something bad happening. Yeah. Because I know something bad could happen. Yeah. But that epiphany was great. Yeah. I feel like I've, I, I, I feel after that trip, I felt so rejuvenated in the sense that I was like, I've, I'm glad that I came to that conclusion. Yeah. And like, like almost like full circle for you. Yeah. It was full yeah. circle. And like, I, I loved the support that I got from, uh, by Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the support that I got from him because it made me feel like it all, it also reassured me that like, he wasn't judging me. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he was like, you know what? This is a, this is a huge thing. And I'm yeah. like proud of you for finding it. Which is so nice because I can just imagine how anxious you probably would have been and also embarrassed Hella. and shameful like to even bring it up. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. I was feeling all the emotions at once. I'd I feel like, like, I feel like a little, a little sick feeling. I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. I think, in, well, to, to, to round it all up this yeah. episode yeah I think everyone's gonna try things at one point in your life yeah for the most part it's how you're be safe be careful be <laughs> know smart. what you're doing yeah and understand that that no one's you're not invincible yeah just because you think oh I've done it a million times does not mean that that one line that you do that night might be the end of you yeah I'm not trying to scare people but it's, but a, it's, it's a fucking reality yeah. for some people some people are dying and drugs aren't safe and you think you're invincible like myself yeah. like i thought it could never be me until i had a realization it was me yeah i mean especially vancouver bc <clears throat> we're in a state of emergency yeah right now literally We're totally yeah but figuratively literally yeah 
I, I, I agree. Do, do it. Do it. If you're going to do it. If you're going to do it. I'm not telling you to do it. No. If you're going to but, do it. But, you know, if you're going to do it, do it with people you trust. Yeah. Make sure it comes from a place that you trust. Yeah. And make sure that, that you have a plan B or a backup or a grounder. Yeah. You know, don't do not do it by yourself. And don't do too much. Don't do too much. You're not invincible. Nobody's invincible. No one is invincible. Everyone yeah. is can fall victim to this shit. It could be your first time. And, that and it could, could be your be, last time. And it could be your last time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the lesson from an experienced person, at yeah. least. Yeah. Everybody grows to know. Yeah. I mean, sorry. The only I just really wanted to do this episode because I texted you that yeah. I was like, we need to do this episode. Yeah. I texted you at like two, <laughs> two, one in the morning or I something. I was, like, I was like, drug addiction. We're doing drug it. Addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Do we have a guest? <laughs> I was so confused. And then and then he told me, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, it makes sense now. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh God. Well, more better better things coming this way. Next yeah. Next week, new episodes. Yep. Happier topics. Happier topics. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have some guests in the cup next yeah, week or two. One of the best guests. Oh yeah, I, we are one excited. One of our favorite people that we've been wanting to have on this podcast for, for so a long. Hot minute. So that's gonna be exciting. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, we're gonna wrap this baby up because time's a ticking. Time's a ticking. We gotta go. Yeah. Um, where can they follow us, Dylan? You can follow us on Instagram at bitch. I'm not a therapist. If you don't already. Do it now. Share yeah. it with your friends, your mom, your dog, your sisters, your aunts. Yeah. <laughs> your sisters, your aunts. Everyone. Uncles. Share it with people. Yeah. Link in the bio for all the platforms you can listen to us on. And for those of you who think that you need to pay for Spotify in order to listen to Spotify, you you're, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You're <laughs> wrong. It's free, guys. Selfish. And you, when you listen to a podcast, you don't even need to have the ads, which is even better. Um, so yeah, download any of those platforms because we're entertaining. <laughs> to us. <laughs> to us. To us. We're entertaining to us. Yeah. We, we, we listen yeah. ourselves back. Yeah. If you're so still listening to us, thank you so much for still listening to us. We hope you like this episode and more to come. My name's Bea. And my name's Dylan. And this is Bitch, Bitch I'm, I'm Not, not a, a therapist. therapist. We'll see you next Monday, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I did it first. Bye. Bye.